Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. All right, so I've got a couple of episodes coming up this month on networking. Today we're going to talk about overcoming your fear of networking. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have an episode on how to jumpstart your networking. I've got some tips for you on that. I want to start by saying that many people are afraid of networking. I hear this pretty frequently from clients, and I hear some variations on what it is that they're afraid of. One is, they say they don't know many people. Another common comment is, I don't know what to say to people. Also, I don't know how to reach out and what kind of the proper way of doing this. Uh, They'll say, I can't network during a pandemic. I've heard that, and that's an interesting one. And uh, they'll say, I'm awkward in large group. All of these thoughts are just that. They're thoughts, and they're all kind of overcomable. (laughs) They're, They're optional thoughts, and You've probably heard me talk about chicken salad thinking in the past, but it's this concept of having this gorgeous buffet of food in front of you with beautiful desserts and salads and fruit and and meat dishes and all these wonderful things. And instead of choosing any of that, you choose the suspicious looking chicken salad in the back that has this clam film over the top of it. And it looks very uh, not appetizing. So let's start with talking about one-on-one networking, and then we're going to talk about networking events, group events. So with one-to-one networking, LinkedIn is your best friend when it comes to finding people to network with. With one-on-one networking, the fear usually centers around who you know and what to say to them. So this is very up close and personal. It involves relationships with people, and there's a fear around that. So I've got eight tips to help you with one-on-one networking. Number one, start with people you know. So I think of it as low-hanging fruit. If there's somebody that maybe you haven't talked to in six months or for that matter, six years, but at least at one point in time, you knew them very well. You feel when you think about reaching out to that person, it doesn't feel as threatening as someone else. Then that's who I want you to start with. I want you to get your sea legs. I want you to get comfortable with this process with people that you're more comfortable with people who are going to be understanding and more forgiving if you are a little bit um, rough around the edges with your networking. Number two, don't worry about what field they're in, whether they're looking for a job or anything else. I've heard a lot of people who make up stories about why certain types of people or maybe they decide everybody in their network is looking for a job. It's just frankly not true. It can't possibly be true. But even if they are looking for a job, that means they presumably have been out there and making contacts that you might benefit from and they might benefit from yours. So there's real benefit there in sharing resources and ideas. So any preconceived notion about the other person is 
just probably, most likely, a way for your brain to protect you. It's your brain who's saying, oh, you don't want to reach out to that person because of blank. And it's just trying to keep you safe, which is not what you need right now. Number three, reach out via LinkedIn or email to check in on them. Just how are you doing? I see on LinkedIn that you've started a new job. How's it going? Or I see you left your former employer. How's your, are you job searching? And if so, how's it going? Something like that. And number four, if they respond, you want to kind of suggest a, a Zoom meeting or a, a, a FaceTime or a Skype kind of organically. And what I mean by that is you don't want it to feel pushed or pressured or inauthentic. So they're responding, you're talking back and forth. Hey, how about if we uh, grab a virtual cup of coffee over a Zoom meeting for 20 minutes? How does that sound? Or if you're in an area of the country and you personally feel like you are okay with meeting out at a local coffee shop, you can always recommend that as well. Number five, the 80-20 rule. So you want to make it mostly about them. So when you actually meet, let's say it's a 30-minute meeting, I'll make the first 20 minutes about them. Ask them questions about what they've got going on with their job search or what they have going on in their work. Offer value to them in some way. So whether that is a best practice you can recommend, a person you could refer them to, uh, a vendor that they need to meet, um, anything like that. But it, at minimum, baseline, you are a listening ear, asking curious questions, and you are totally and completely present in that conversation with them. Number six, you want to be interested, then interesting. What I mean by that is be interested in the other person. That should be your primary focus rather than you yourself being interesting. Your interestingness will kind of be a natural byproduct of your interestedness. Number seven, follow up and follow through after your meeting. So, if, for example, if you said to this person, let me, rec let me introduce you to a vendor that I think you really would benefit from, then you want to be sure and do that. So make a note during the meeting and, and do that follow up. If they said that they would introduce you to someone, follow up on that. And you say it in a way that isn't accusatory, but, you know, like after the meeting, hey, Sue, it was really great meeting with you yesterday. As promised, here's the name of the vendor I recommended. I hope that my suggestion to blah, blah was useful for you. Something like that. Tell, Remind them of the value that you provided. And then I'm really looking forward to meeting, you know, Joan for the introduction. Number eight, don't drop the ball. Networking is not a one and done kind of thing. So you want to continue that relationship and make a plan. So there may be some people in your network that, you know, twice a year is sufficient or once a year. There may be other folks that for whatever reason you want to meet with them on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Whatever it may be, whatever makes sense in your situation and with them, just be sure and do that. And, and rather than letting it go fallow again for five years and then reaching out to them. So those are my, my eight suggestions for one-on-one -on -one networking. Now let's talk about networking events. I separate networking events into two categories. And one is specifically networking events. So oftentimes networking is in the title, but it's very clearly an event for people to get together. Now it may not be job networking. It could be business networking, such as a chamber of commerce function, where the idea is, is that business owners are getting together to make connections uh, about the business that they're in. 
The other type of networking event is an event where networking can occur, which I say, as long as the people aren't too drunk and the music isn't too loud, you can network. So I don't want to put this in a very small box. I don't think that that is useful for you. So think about in terms of what are the other activities that I engage in on a regular basis or could engage in on a regular basis for which networking could happen. I, you know, if you think about if you belong to a runner's club, well, presumably each one of those runners has a job, maybe has a spouse or significant other that has a job, has family members, has friends, has colleagues, has former colleagues. So you, you know, the Venn diagram here is just huge and there may be some overlap, but probably not a lot of overlap. The fear around networking events usually centers around the crowd aspect. What I want you to keep in mind with these events is that not all networking events are huge, and you could choose to start with smaller ones to kind of get your confidence level up and build your skill set before you try something massive. I have 12 tips for managing these networking events and your fear around them. Number one, you don't need to talk to everybody at the event, but you do need to talk to somebody. So if you can kind of break this down into, all right, I'm, I'm going to talk to, and we're going to, we're going to, one of my suggestions is having a specific goal. I want to talk to three people at this event and that's it. That's particularly useful for those of you that are introverts, very afraid of these large events breaking it down to say, okay, all I have to do is connect with three people. I'm going to get three business cards. I'm going to have meaningful conversations with three people and I am out of there. So consider bringing a networking buddy. So that's my second suggestion is if this feels really uncomfortable to you, bring somebody along, whether they like networking events or they're just as afraid as you are. What you want to be careful of when you bring a buddy is that you guys don't become exclusive in, in excluding of other people. Be aware of your body language, be aware of your position in the, in the room so that you are inviting to other people. You may actually want to split up once you get there, but just the fact that you don't have to go in or leave alone could be encouraging to you. Number three, set a specific goal for each networking event. So as I mentioned earlier, it could be I'm going to meet and connect with and get business cards from three people. It could be a specific person. I'm, I know that Sue Smith is going to be at this meeting and I really need to want to meet with her. And so that's my goal. Um, and it could be I want to meet someone who works at XYZ company. It could be anything. But setting a goal, what I like about setting a goal for a networking event is that A, it's very clear whether you've achieved your goal or not. And B, you can let yourself off the hook when that goal has been achieved and you don't feel this need to hang around. Number four, do your homework. If it's possible to find out who's going to be at the meeting ahead of time, then that's a great idea. And sometimes, depending on the organization, there may be a list of attendees that you can get your hands on and you can look them up on LinkedIn and, and get some background info on them. Number five, then use LinkedIn to research specific people that you want to meet or that you're hoping will be there. Number six, focus on being a listener rather than a talker. So this gets back to my one-on-one my -on -one suggestion of be interested first and then interesting. So for many of you, if you are an introvert, you're good at listening. You're good at, you know, asking questions of people. You'd much rather do that than talk about yourself. So I'm letting you off the hook. Talk about them. They will appreciate that. They're going to ask you questions and probably you're going to be very comfortable answering them at that point because you've established some rapport with this person 
and they're asking specific questions of you. So you're not just kind of wide open to what should I talk about. Number seven, I like for you to arrive early so that you don't have to walk into a crowded room. And oftentimes in those crowded rooms, everyone's already kind of paired up and you have to insert yourself into a conversation. Number eight, be present. You want to be aware of and watch yourself and avoid your wandering eyes and your body language that kind of seems like you're ready to walk out the door or go talk to someone else. This is one that I have to really work on when I'm in networking meetings. And it's not that I'm not interested in the conversation. It's that I'm easily distracted. I'm so aware of my surroundings that I'm very distracted by movement around me or bright colors or whatever. So just kind of training yourself to focus on the person that you're speaking with and not allow yourself to be distracted. Number nine, be kind to yourself as you overcome your fear and learn these networking skills. You're going to have bumps in the road. You're going to screw it up royally. You're going to regret something that you said or didn't say. You're going to have, you know, overall feelings of, oh, I wish I'd handled that differently. Just be kind to yourself. I'd much rather you give yourself a pat on the back for doing it, making the effort, putting yourself out there outside of your comfort zone and not focus on what didn't go right. <clears throat> Number 10, call a timeout during the event if needed. If you feel yourself getting overwhelmed or flustered or who knows, maybe your throat hurts or your, your mouth is dry, take a timeout, step outside the room, go to the restroom if you need to, um, something that removes you from the environment until you can restore your equilibrium and go back in. Number 11, position yourself so that you can more easily extract yourself from a conversation when it's time to move on. If you are in a corner, it is much more difficult to get away from that. I always think of wanting to be where the traffic is flowing, and that's usually around the food or the beverage. So I want to be in a position where people are coming and going, and I can easily extract myself without offending the other person. And you can do that just by saying, well, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, I see someone across the room I need to speak with or, you know, I have to go. But you don't have to give a reason at all. You can just say it's been a pleasure speaking with you and, and I look forward to reaching out after this event. And then finally, number 12 is the same exact one that I gave you for the one-on-one, -on -one, which is the follow-up and the follow-through. So if you collect business cards within 24 hours, I want you on LinkedIn reaching out to those people and connecting with them. If you said that you would send them the name of a vendor or you would introduce them to someone, do so. If there's something that they said they would do for you, then you can remind them in the same way that I mentioned in the, in the earlier part. So hopefully these suggestions will help you to overcome your fear of networking around either one-on-one -on -one networking meetings or these group kinds of meetings. And uh, I'll see you next week. Take care. Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we?